Our story takes place in the realm and continent of Eranor, a land of magic and mystery. Mountain regions cut down the eastern side as well as across the southern half of the continent. From deserts to swamps, oceans to frozen tundras, the land is as diverse as the people who inhabit it. Elves, orcs, humans, gnomes, dwarves, and more all live under the rule of King Thandral, known throughout the kingdom simply as the Crown. His rule began some 25 years ago, and little is known as to the circumstances around his ascent to power. For those that have watched closely over the years, changes and consolidation of powers have slowly been taking place. Enter our heroes. On a quiet road heading to Corinth, the capital city of Eranor, travel a group of three. A pair of halfling brothers named Sigmund and Finn Whiskeydollar, joined by a human woman named Scarlet Lionetti, Sigmund's ex-wife. They soon come across two strangers, Ugluk, a half-orc, and Balar, an elf with red skin, arguing about which direction to Corinth. The two groups join together for company, and soon come to the town of Wayside. Upon entering the town, they discover tragedy. A woman is dead at the hands of a band of brigands that came through demanding that the town hand over the man from Bearfall. Our adventurers decided that for the right price, and maybe because it was the right thing to do, that they would help these people and pursue the murderers. They soon come across the bodies of villagers that had been sent to fight for their freedom. After dispatching a group of ghouls, they were going to head towards the bandit camp when a strange man fell out of a tree. He said that his name was Alan, and he had hidden from the mountain lions. Looking for safety in numbers, he joined them on their quest. Upon reaching the bandit's camp, the group snuck up and attacked. After a vicious battle that left only the adventurers standing, they searched the dead to find a sealed note requesting a meeting at the Wildcard Tavern in Corinth and to ask for Maud. So off they went, not stopping to inform the village of the outcome. The road to Corinth proved uneventful besides a quick encounter with a fae, in which Ugluck's axe saved the group and a pair of bad luck knights. The knights were heading the other way, and the group took a chance to write a letter explaining what had happened and asked the knights to deliver it to Wayside. Once arrived in Corinth, the six adventurers made their way to the Wildcard Tavern, Gambling, drinking, and a fighting pit made for a fun night for the group. Sigmund and Finn quickly fell into old habits, and Finn joined into the fighting ring, while Sigmund silently and stealthily healed him. Only to find that the person that Finn was fighting was none other than the person that they were supposed to meet. The Mighty Maud. After a fight which found Finn victorious with a little help from Sigmund, Ugluck lifted Sigmund by the collar, and Scarlet with a knife in Ugluck's back, Balar cornered Maud and asked about the letter. Tensions cooled, and the party was led to the back rooms of the tavern, where Maud made his home. Maud explained that the letter, along with a substantial amount of gold, was sent to hire a team to help him break someone out of prison. The party had a heated debate on whether or not to help Maud, some still harboring loyalty to the crown, some willing to save a woman's life, and some just wanting to get paid. Before an outcome could be decided, the tavern was raided by black cloaks. 
Ugluck tried to reason with them, but soon found himself under arrest. Instead of going quietly, he chose to fight. The party quickly decided to help their companion. With most everyone hurt but alive and the wildcard tavern on fire, they fled to an underground hideout of a local gang called the Takers. Led by a man named Tedeschi, they were sheltered with the promise of a favor owed. While the group was there, they decided to help Maud, at least for now, and see what the captured woman had to say. Before setting out, Tedeschi asked Scarlet, who was the daughter of the leader of a gang called the Lion's Teeth, to help retrieve and deliver a shipment, which is currently in Port Aurora, Scarlet's hometown. Scarlet agreed, and the group set off to perform a prison break. The party found their way into the prison via the sewers below. After a quick battle with a blob monster, a heated argument ensued between Sigmund and Maud. Damage was done, people were thrown, Maud was left needing to be revived after being knocked out. Despite the argument, the group made it through the sewers and into what they thought was going to be a prison. Instead, they entered into a large castle. While searching for the captured woman, they found that the castle had enchantments set up as traps. Other people were enchanted and forced to harm themselves, sleep, dance, and perform. The group released these people and made their way to the top floor. There, they found a man named Aldrich, and the woman that they were sent to rescue, Clara. After a brief conversation and an attempt to free Clara, a fight ensued. Aldrich, it seems, is a vampire. During the fight, Ugluck was bitten, but not turned, and informed that Aldrich had bitten both him and his father. Before a victor could be decided, the sun began to rise and Aldrich was forced to flee. But as he fled, he grabbed Maud and escaped with him. The party, now unsure of what to do, made their way out of the castle and commandeered a ship. Finn, having some experience with sailing, took control of the ship and steered them towards Port Aurora. They found their way blocked and were forced to turn instead to the south. Leaving the ship and heading out on foot, the party was able to question Clara about her situation. Clara was a spy for an organization known as the Valdar. The Valdar believes that the crown was not serving its citizens as it should be, and that King Thandral was working towards a darker goal. She received word that the city of Dunal, Ugluk's hometown, was set to be destroyed. Before she could get word to the Valdar, she was captured, and thus the group was hired to free her. She now needed to get to the Valdar as quickly as possible, so the group decided once again to help Clara get where she needed to go. The party traveled until they came to Bearfall, Balar's adopted hometown. Upon entering the town, they quickly discovered that a garrison of the king's army, as well as a few black cloaks, had taken much of the town hostage and were questioning them about the whereabouts of Balar. Balar quickly moved to free his adopted parents and rescue the town. While most of the army stayed out of the fight, the black cloaks proved resourceful and were joined by a mysterious assassin with the clear purpose of killing Balar. The party fought bravely, Scarlet saving as many hostages as she could, Balar freeing his parents, while the rest of the party fought off the Black Cloaks. The assassin threw everything he had at Balar, but in the end, Balar turned into a crocodile was too much for them to handle. He pushed the assassin back, right into the sword of Finn. Together, the group rescued Balar's parents and saved Bearfall. But questions remained. What now? 
the group persuaded, and a little intimidated, that the remaining army garrison to join Bearfall and help protect it from any blowback. Bilar shared a heart-to-heart -heart with his adoptive parents, where he discovered that he was something called Sunkissed, which is why the assassins were after him. Apparently the king is the only other known Sunkissed being in the realm, and he has a group of assassins known as the Four Horsemen to track down anyone else and kill them. Hugs were given, tears were shed, the party had to continue on their journey. After another week of traveling, they made it to the southern coast, and from there took a ship to the Valdar, who had set up shop on the back of a dragon turtle. Clara introduced the party to the leaders of the Valdar, her parents, Gorik and Inna Florentine. The party discovered that Gorik had once been an advisor to King Thandril. Years ago, he had disagreed with an order that Thandril had given to destroy a small town, and found himself thrown from the top of the citadel in Corinth. Inna found him and nursed him back to health. Together, they formed the Valdar in an effort to stop something like that from happening again. Recently, Gorik learned that the king has grown obsessed with the Fae, a mysterious group of otherworldly magical beings. The king, it seemed, wanted to destroy them. What he seemed to be neglecting was the fact that the Fae, both summer and winter courts, lived in a precarious balance with the mortal races. If one of them or their realms were destroyed, that balance would be thrown off, and other more devious forces would emerge. The party, having glimpsed some of these forces that perhaps were not meant to be in this realm, as well as some fae began to glimpse the bigger picture. Gorik explained that the Valdar are not a large organization, and had only a few skirmishes with the crown's forces. Mainly, they were just trying to support and help the citizens of Arenor any way they could. The news of an attack against Dunal was surprising, and unfortunately the Valdar did not have a ton of resources to send help. Even so, they promised a small group of warriors and a ship. Ugla quickly said that he was going to save Dunal, and the party followed suit. Before leaving, our adventurers were tasked with helping the Valdar suss out a traitor in their midst. While not the stealthiest of work they have ever done, they did manage to find and capture the traitor by starting a food fight in the middle of the ball. On the day of the group's departure in Dunal, Gorik informed them that it was time for the Valdar to come out and openly oppose the crown. They were heading to Barafal to help support its citizens, set up shop, and begin rallying others to their cause. He tasked the group with carrying the message of the Valdar to as many cities and towns as they could, and if possible, persuade them to join the cause against the crown. Goodbyes were said. Clara, who was being ordered to go to Bearfall with the Valdar, which she was unhappy about, found herself taking a fancy to Finn, and quickly kissed him on the cheek before wishing him farewell. The group, now going by the name of the Modley Crew, raced to the aid of Dunal aboard an airship called the Starry Knight. They arrived a day later to find Dunal burning. Before the boat reached the shore, Ugluck jumped out. Followed closely by Bilal, the two began slashing, piercing, bludgeoning, and biting their way through the enemy, assaulting Dunal. The party followed behind with Alan, who has since informed the group that his real name was Garth, and then Christopher Gaines, no, Reuben, and Brother Thad. Honestly, no one knows. Telling everyone 
that they were here to save the day, and that he was the leader of the group. Once that wave of attack was pushed back, the crew was joined by Sir Merrick, an older orc in charge of the defense against Dunal. Ugluck, Sigmund, and Finn joined Merrick in a strategy session and were tasked with a scouting mission to the enemy camp to the north of Dunal. During the session, tempers flared and Ugluck slapped Sigmund. Once out of the session and on the way back to the scout camp, Finn drew his blade politely, yet firmly made Ugluck aware that if he ever hit his brother again, there would be consequences. Ugluck, not used to being threatened and still enraged over his home being under siege, attacked Finn. The fight ended with Finn on top of Ugluck and calmer heads prevailing. The group continued towards their objective. Along the way, they were intercepted by more enemy troops. The man formerly known as Alan, aka Brother Thad, disguised himself and convinced them to head straight for the most fortified part of the city. The group then reached their destination and found a Skull Lord, a necromancer skeleton underneath two piers which had glowing purple orbs floating over them. The skeleton immediately cast a spell and made Ugluck retreat, and quickly began to wear down the rest of the group. Scarlet charged it, Bilar turned into a crocodile and charged as well. Finn, who was invisible, managed to take its staff and counter some of the necromantic magic. Brother Thad threw daggers and managed to destroy the glowing orbs. Sigmund did the best that he could to keep the party alive. The magic affecting Ugluck wore off and he charged back. The Skull Lord summoned two skeletal beasts to his aid when from behind the Skull Lord, Clara showed up with the Starry Knight behind her. She fired a ballista into the skeletal beast and quickly collapsed from her wounds. The fight in doubt, the Skull Lord cast a necromantic fog cloud over the group and one by one they begin to fall. Finn nearing death, and the others grievously wounded, Ugluck rushed back into the fight, took his axe, and chopped the Skull Lord in two. The battle won, the group hopped on board the skyship and headed back for Dunal. There they found Sir Merrick at the main gate, and through rousing speeches given by Sigmund and Ugluck, united Dunal together once more. But to what cause? The party went to the tavern to get a good night's rest but not before Brother Thad handed a mysterious letter to the barkeep and told her to hold on to it in case someone came looking for him. That is where we leave off. Will Dunal join the Valdar? Will the mysterious forces of the Fae do anything to oppose him? Will our group of adventurers band together or slowly tear itself apart? I guess you'll have to keep listening to find out. Wait, you're still here? What are you doing? Go home. The podcast's over. Go on. Get it? It's like Ferris Bueller. <laughs>